boys. That's so good, looking at me. I can tell by your eyes that you're feeling me. And I really want you to get close to me. So what you want? Dance with me, dance with me. Not drop tops in the parking lot. And I'm gonna take you back to my spot. But we still got a little more time to run. So what you want? Dance with me. With your host, Chris and Chris. Let's bring up Slim again. One twelve. That's right. Hello. Hey, it's not for nothing with your host, Chris and Chris. We finally did it. We're doing it. One twelve day, and that took us six or seven years. Yeah, it's officially one twelve day. Uh, Big ups to RJ Weaver. It was his idea originally. I just commandeered it and did something with it, which is not much. Just this, but uh. I'll be listening to 112 today. <laughs> I love 112 Day. I love it better than any other holiday. <laughs> it Me- should be a national holiday. Remember how you were like the other, like you were like, fuck Thanksgiving. Yeah. I think we could just, just flip it, right? Just like, put, let's just make Christmas go into 112 Day. Mm-hmm. It's just as silly. Yeah. We can it's- have today off. It'll be so nice to have 112 Day off. Yeah, it'd be so great. I worked for a company once that took Frank Sinatra's birthday off. Oh, my God. They were just like, that's a holiday. Were I, they all, like old Italian people? No, they were old Jews, but they were in the, it was the entertainment industry, and they, that was their thing. <clears throat> kind of corny. No, I mean. I like, like why, why Sinatra instead of like anybody else? Well, in- the thing, I don't know how, like, hindsight is twenty twenty, <laughs> And Sinatra, like, if you look back now, you'd be like, Sinatra would have been like, me too, like. In his twenties, oh, for like, sure. Like there's, there's it was not, an asshole back then, and Sinatra's everyone knew it. not escaping cancel culture <laughs> at all. He died right on time. Uh, but still, it's kind of like he's still he's not problematic, but he's not great. Uh, but that was their I thing. They weren't celebrating fucking Elvis or something. I think it was also a bit of a political, like a PR stuff. Like they, I think I'm sure somebody picked up the story at some point and was like, the John Schreiber group takes. Oh, it was, it was Schreiber. Yeah, it was Schreiber. It was not Bill Schreiber. It was John Schreiber. Oh, I know. I remember. I... Bill Schreiber, who uh, runs Electromagnetic Radio, uh, <laughs> which you will be hearing this streaming on Friday, which will be the day after 112 Day, but that's okay. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's like, a, it's like Boxing Day. <laughs> it's just the way the world works. Yeah, you listen, you listen to Razor's Edge, our silk, on, on 113 Day. You can listen to whatever you want. Uh but yeah, unrelated to Bill Schreiber. But Bill Schreiber did work there. It's where I met Bill Schreiber, who runs Electromagnetic Radio, emradio.com. <laughs> Man, we're so good at this. Uh, just, put, just put it in. Yeah, you'll find it. You'll find it. It's good. There's lots of good shows. Better than ours. I mean, um, if you're listening to this on there, you already know where it is, so it doesn't really matter. That's true. You found it. Yeah. Yeah, you're streaming it. A day late. All <laughs> are short. Yeah, but <laughs> that's the, what we were going to call this show. <laughs> but we, were, we couldn't Actually, be late when we started this. We would always run to the fucking studio and like sneak in by the skin of our teeth. When I played that intro, it actually reminded me of early Not For Nothing days because we would have to mix everything in real time. So remember, yeah. we would have to bring up the song and like mix it in. And then pull it back and like pull up a push up the mic. It was a lot more labor intensive. Now we just do everything. You do everything in post. I just talk. That's all I have to do. Yeah. I mean, thank you. You know, so much easier. That's all you have to do is talk. 
literally only does talk. The word, so that's um. At least I can still do it. Talk yeah. words. <laughs> the word I think word. if I had nothing else, you could just talk. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Like I think everything else around you could fall apart, and you, I think you you could still just hold the power to talk. Thank you. I think that's a compliment. Yeah, that sounds like somebody who spent three days uh, next to me listening to me talk nonstop. <laughs> Man, those were the three happiest days I've had in a long time. I can't shut up. I I don't know if you've remembered that about me. I I uh, you're one of the few people I uh, enjoy not um, not talking, like <laughs> shutting up. Wait, you want me to shut up? Like, no, no, no. Oh, I I, okay, I enjoy good. you talking. <laughs> it's okay if it, it's most people. I just be like, oh, fucking Christ, just shut the fuck up. But, well, the thing is, you don't have to engage. I will talk uh, to myself. Yes. I felt I felt bad for Mark. I was really talking to Mark. I was like, I'm, I'm just kidding. Like, he's fine. He likes it. I was like, Mark, what's your thoughts on ants? And he was like, ants? And I was like, I'm going to talk about ants, aunts to some for hours. Because he was working the whole time anyway. So it was nice to have you guys there. Thanks. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> I did want to, I did want to circle back to that, to that trip because uh, two things happened. That mm. we didn't we didn't really t- talk about because we were all like Demar Hamlin out uh, last episode. Yeah. And it was not that we shouldn't be a, a kick return doesn't make everything okay, but yeah. apparently it does. Um, but he's out of the hospital now though, so that does make things like better at least. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It does. It definitely does. Recovery and stuff. It does. Um, we'll get to it. Uh, but here's what I wanted to talk about. First of all, uh, on the trip up, I blew a tire. It was and it was dark, you know. It was like seven or whatever. Yeah, on seventy on, on seventy eight, which is a highway without much of a shoulder. Mm-hmm. And uh, a blue tire pulled over. Um, you know, I got my wife, dog, and kid in the car, and suddenly I'm like, "Holy shit!" Uh, I am now an adult. Like this is an adult situation. <laughs> yeah. Before I was like not, and then I was like, "Oh, <laughs> everyone's <laughs> looking to me to fix this." Uh, so I call AAA as you do because I'm because uh, I'm from the '70s, so I have AAA. I do too. And uh, they they're so helpful. They're like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "Yep." And they're like, "Okay, where where are you? Can mile marker? Okay, we know where you are. We'll give us one second. We're gonna find a tow truck." And then she calls back and she's like, "Uh, they New York uh, Highway won't let us uh, service that road because there's the shoulders too narrow." Um, so you have to call, we, we will have to call the highway patrol for you. And I said, I'm going to change this tire. <laughs> My goddamn self. I'm a man. And she's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. So I, I, I take everything out of the fucking trunk. Every, I mean, everything, right? Of course, because like we're, yeah, we, 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 we're coming for three days. So it means we have to pack the entire house. Um, <laughs> Pull it all out on the side of the road in the dark, and uh, and I'm like, I fucking swear I had a headlamp, but I can't find it. Now it's a new car. I've never changed the tire, but you know, like it just clicks in. I was like, I've done this a bunch of times because in college I had I had smashed my car into a curb and and bent my axle. I was too poor to fix it. It was just slightly bent, uh, but it would wear the tire bald um, after a couple of. Days, so I would I would rotate my tires all the time. So I I I'm pretty well versed in in replacing tires. Um, but just been it had been a minute, and it wasn't with 
cars driving 80 miles an hour, 15 inches from your face. Like, I couldn't even get out of the car. It was like the doors were like we're trying to flat out the hinge. Anyway, I fucking bear down, get that motherfucker changed. Um, Kristen, meanwhile, is like calling tire shops. Uh, she finds one. They, they don't have the tire. She finds another one that's about to close in another town. We're driving around on a donut. We get that tire changed and we uh, make it to your house. It was great. We got, we of course spent a lot of money because they upsell you and you have to buy two tires. But we, we it was only like detoured us like an hour and a half. And I was, and Kristen was like proud of me. And I felt all like, I did it. You know, I'm great. And uh, so then we're at Chris's house and, and, uh, it's just like we forgot about it. Like it's great. The tire seems fine, and we we made it. Uh, uh, flash f- fast forward to New Year's Eve. <laughs> this is the best part of the story. You're there, so you'll know the story. <laughs> We're getting in, everyone piles into Chris's car for New Year's Eve. We're gonna go to a little <laughs> party. We got, I got, I'm like, I've got Roscoe on my lap. Like, we're doing this, like, we're p- piled into Chris's car. I forgot about this already. <laughs> we're piled into Chris's car. Uh, it's a little, it's a little driveway. It's kind of like a, you enter one way and you come out the other. So every car is like kind of piled, parked behind each other. And uh, we all get into Chris's car. And I'll, in Chris's defense, it's New Year's. We're kind of rushing around. Uh, we're going to a party. We've got like, every, you know, do we have the kid? We've got everybody, you know, the dogs walked or they in the house, whatever. And, uh, I'm in the front with Chris, Roscoe on my lap, which is like just so country. And uh, <laughs> Chris throws it in reverse and just crashes into my car. Just so crashes. Just smash. <laughs> and I just start laughing because this is too stupid. Chris jumps out in a panic. Uh, it was, everything was fine. It was great. Uh, but holy fuck! Uh, so then we go to we go to dinner, and this is the last part. This is the part I wanted to bring up. Um, we're sitting there. We had this great dinner. Uh, we sat at the bar. Um, all like four, four or five of us sat at a bar. Uh, at this really fancy place, and they had this like prefix menu, prefix menu, and and the you know there's just, wait staff is like at the bar, and they're pretty chill because they're the bar staff kind of people. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm telling the story about changing my tire. And everyone's like, that's going to be my New Year's resolution. I'm going to learn how to change a tire. And that was the moment where I realized it is not really that common for people to know how to change tires. And that was the thing that, yeah. like, that was the point of this. Besides the car crash and everything, I just wanted to bring that up because it's funny to rub it in. But like, <laughs> I was grateful in that moment that I had that thing. Like, I knew how to do that one thing. And I, d- I thought just everyone knew, but then I realized. I'm from a different era. Like, I don't know if it's that common. Like, most people are younger than me now. And, uh... I I, I feel like you don't see people uh, do that much anymore. Maybe not. Is it just a a regional thing? I I just wonder if, like, if if our listeners have changed a tire Mm -hmm. recently, or Mm -hmm. at all, I guess, or would they feel comfortable doing it, like, in a pinch now? You know, so it's, it's, it's a weird, um, it's a weird thing because I don't know how common this is, but like I have, I have AAA as well. Um, and my mom like buys it for me for like my, it's like my birthday present every year. Basically. No way. That's yeah. so sweet. Yeah. Um, birthday present. And I, we've used it like a few times. We, we've, 
I think less than five times in the last, since we've owned a car in the last like 10 years or something, roughly, whatever, how long. Yeah, usually for a battery. That's when I always call those motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had like a bad battery in like in our old car. And then we got a, we got a flat, we put, we blew a tire uh, coming back from Jersey one time. And I was like, I don't know how to change a fucking tire. Um, so we called AAA and this guy came out and he's like, you don't know how to change a tire? And I was like, no. He said that? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. He was really, he was really cool, really nice, but okay. he was like, dude, like, you don't know. How, and I was like, no, I don't. I was like, I, like the cars, like, were pretty, I haven't owned a car in a long time now. Uh, you know, like all these shit, like I got AAA, like I'm using AAA. And he's like, yeah, I got you, man. That's cool. Like, no, you know, like whatever. He's like, I'll take care of you. And he did. It was great. It was nice. But, um, yeah, I, I feel like, uh, I've also like, we've also had glass like in the street. So when I park in the car and the, and the, the, it popped the tire and like i just i called like there's a good mechanic guy that i like in our neighborhood and i called him he's like yeah he's like you could drive here he's like you know come now before the whole tire gets flat because it like yeah, adjusts yeah, get, yeah you got you could go you could go for a little bit yeah sometimes you can go for a long slow. time yeah and he's like take it slow go bring it here and he's like I'll, I'll fix it for you and i was like all right cool those flat fix dudes those are like ones that are like 10 bucks and they just put like a old rag in your hole <laughs> i don't even understand what's happening first time i saw somebody do that i was like wait you're what? fixing my whole tire with like a, yeah, it's like a cork, or something. yeah, like an old rusty rag, like yeah, a, like an oil rag you found off the floor. Yeah, it's like those work best. I'm like, I could trim it up, or yeah, just gonna the stick out heaters to the rubber. Just gonna stick out of the tires. Like, I'm just gonna. <laughs> all right. So yeah, like I've never thought about it. I, th- I I think there's one time I had to try I, when I when I lived in Seattle and I had a Subaru and I think I had something with the flat and I was like. I think I started doing it and I got super scared that I was putting the jack in the wrong place and I was going to fuck up the car. I mean, I don't even know if I, I, the cool thing about this jack, it was, it, it had like a notch and mm. there was a very vis- It was very obvious that that not that groove where it fit goes. the lip on like the edge of my fender or whatever. So, so, or undercarriage or whatever the words are, words, car words, <laughs> fenders, I like guess. Black. I mean, this is the extent of my fuck. Like, I can't change my uh, my oil. Like, I don't. No, man, I'm not changing I, my own oil. Yeah, I don't know how to do. Like, I'm not. I'm not. Like, I, I, I've, I changed an alternator. Uh, recently, new- it was hard, and I want to do it. Yeah. Um, but this was a this was a pinch. Uh, so, like you can't touch new cars yourself. So I just really. want. Like, I wonder. Like, even if you like made it your New Year's resolution, you're like, I'm gonna learn how to change a tire. First of all, where are you gonna learn that? And second of all, like, is it gonna is it gonna stick? Like, in a mo- in the moment, will you be like, right. "Well, I know how to do this now." Right, right. I think you'd have to practice it like every couple like months or six yeah, months. Yeah, who or- the fuck's doing that? Like, no, I, yeah, that- and I just don't know why I know. I guess I just I don't know. It's fucking weird. But well, because you've done it a few times, so it probably just comes back to you. Yes, yeah, and I did it in the in that in that sweet spot of like your early twenties where you do you do things and you'll still re- like guitar. Like, right, I can still play so many chords on guitar. Because I learned it at the time in my life where, like, I like you, your brain's like pink and it's like, oh, give me information. How do I learn? You know, like, yeah, I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll, yeah. Hold, I'll hold this. Like, every song, I, I know the words to every song until I was like 25, and now I can't, I couldn't learn a word to a song, like a lyrics to a song if you paid me. We're, we're in that certain age group too. Uh, and, but I also believe that you are sort of, you have that sort of, um, uh, just sort of that like intrinsic knowledge, I guess, about like figuring things out. Like you can just figure things out. I think a little bit, right? Or, I like, like you, to figure things out. This is yeah, true. yeah. I think I do too. But like a, uh, a tire change would be a little intimidating. I think I could do it. Plus, the other thing too now is like you could just get on your phone and Google it. 
and you can watch a video for five minutes and someone's going to tell you how to do it. And you're like, oh, okay, I think I can. I think that I can is it. the truth, man. I say what you will about technology, but like the, I, we live in this fucking house that's so been so, and I'm sure you've done the same thing, like having being a homeowner and like doing all that wonderful renovation that you've done. Like, I can't believe the shit I've fixed with, with fucking YouTube. I can't yeah. believe. Well, probably not, but uh, good enough, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I have gotten stuck over the last couple of years, like so many times and like stuff that I, so I used to do construction and I was, I was okay at it. You know, I did it for like four or five years. So I, you know, I learned a lot of things, um, but I'm not a master at anything. You know, I'm kind of a jack of all. And I would get stuck a lot of things that I couldn't quite remember, you know? And I was like, fuck, I don't want to fuck this up. So I was like, I don't, I want to make sure I do this right. You, bail. you know, I'm not just some fucking, I want to be that hack guy, yeah. you know, who'd like just kind of does things. I'm like, oh, I'm sure that's right or something. And it falls apart in six months. Um, so I get stuck and I always call my brother cause my brother has been doing construction all of his life and he's really good at it and he's very knowledgeable. And I'd ask him all these questions and he's like, man, just fucking YouTube. Just look at YouTube videos. <laughs> it's like, all right. I, you know, I just wanted to talk about it. It's like, and it's like one of the few things, few things that like, it makes me, you know, like talk with my brother. Right. It's like one thing yeah. we could sort of talk about. Yeah. And I, I'm sure he hates it cause he's just, he doesn't want to just talk about fucking. Cause I work. It's like yeah, work shit. Yeah. You know, plumbing and tile work and all this shit. Yeah. Uh, he's like, just look at, he's like, and I was like, all right, but I was like, you know, like, what do you think first? He's like, I don't know, man. He's like, I look at YouTube videos all the time now too. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. Yeah. I think it's okay. I think it's okay. It's okay. I think it's okay. It's okay. Like I, I, I fixed things around the house. It's how I learned I could fix, change the alternator mm -hmm. on my other car. Cause it right. like, also like, I will say this, um, as creepy as, as message boards are, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 As creepy as they are. Like. For some reason, like auto guys, car guys, and yeah. and I'm guessing like contractor guys, they don't care. Like they're in there. They're still doing it. Yeah. Like them and pervs. Like those are the only two people still using message boards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like services. Like, uh, it's like, how do I fix the fuck it? Like, yeah. How do I change like, it? All right. Hold on. I'll tell you. Here you go. Step yeah. by step. They, yes. I've done that too a little bit. Cause like, Someone you know, writes it, the whole thing out. I could not figure out why my fucking car wasn't holding a charge once. And, uh, I found like, uh, it's a very specific message board for that make and model of car. And like, there was like, I didn't, I didn't even have to like be like, guys, I'm having a problem. I just found someone else had had the problem, you know? And I just read through and there was the step-by-step, -step, like try this first, buy this voltometer, blah, 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 blah. I was like, this is crazy. Like, this is like I, in another, in, in another time I would have to like be in a, in a culture. Like I would have to be like my dad who used to just go, and hang out at his buddy's auto shop. Yeah. Just chill. You know, like he would be like, he'd drag me along and we would just chill at like a mechanic shop, which is so boring now that I think about it. But that was like his internet, right? Like that was, mm -hmm. that's how my yep. dad knows how to do all that shit. Cause he was just around people that did it and they talk about it. And if he had a problem, he'd be like, I'll go see what Buzz has to say about this. Yeah. Cause those were the, those were the jobs like 60 years ago. Right. Right. Like now it's like all people are sitting at a desk in an office or computers and like, you know, doing all that kind of stuff. Like the whole, our world has changed where it's like, it's not, um, you don't have sort of the mechanics or the plumbers aren't like sort of your friendly neighborhood guys anymore. Yeah. It's hard. It's, it's also, everyone's a little bit more guarded and closed off. Uh, sure. The, the guys that helped us in New Pulse, if you're ever in New Pulse, but there's a Gulf hey, station. Right. These two guys, they were already like leaving. They were already in their cars and they, they stopped. They got out. They searched their entire place for this tire. They didn't have it, but they had a suggestion of another place. 
Uh, like they were, it was Friday night. They were, the car was running. Like they got, opened the shop back up, dug through the whole place looking for a tire. And we're definitely willing to change it. And I was, and, and they were, they were so cool. And, uh, and they were like, they were like, you change that on your own on the road. And I was like, yeah. And they're like, good job. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, this is great. It's people that I would never have interacted with. Nope. Ever. Right. I would have done right. everything in my power to avoid interacting with these people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, yeah, I, totally. they're too totally. intimidating. They, they know they, they work in an auto shop. Right. That's terrifying to me. If they were butchers, great. I'll talk to them. I love that. You know, that's my wheelhouse. I should take butcher shop then in Vermont because oh, you really? chew the fat with those guys. Oh, uh, I got I got a guy over here in Cranford. We he likes to ski, so we talk about skiing a lot. He's great. Heather. He's so mean. And I not. And the the other day, I went and bought a pork butt from him. And man, he held up the line. The line behind me was I was just. Must have been like ten deep by the, and he just did not give a fuck. He wanted to talk about skiing, and I was like, "This is incredible!" Like, he's That's like, great. "I'm gonna be here no matter what. Might as well enjoy it." I was like, yeah. "These people hate me right now. They hate me." It was great. Uh, Chris, two things. Let's hear it. Uh, before we get off this this conversation, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, one after all that happened, there was a there was a commercial on TV, and it's one of those like um you know like I've seen on TV like you you like you you. You can buy the, the the item on TV, you know, for like five easy installments sure. or something. Blah 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 blah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's for this thing called lizard lights. What's that? And it's like it's like I think they're rechargeable, but it's like emergency lights that you carry in your car with you. So if something happens, oh like, man, that's, like, a, that's a good idea because I was like I was like I could use a flare. Like I yeah. don't I don't think anyone can see me. Like I kept my the um. I know, which is the scary part. I kept the hatchback open so that people could see into the car because I was like yeah, so like, afraid that, like, I, I that yeah, like I had no visibility. Oh, by the way, I got home and unpacked my suitcase and found my fucking headlamp, so I did have it. <laughs> that was great. Be prepared. So I'm gonna buy these. They're called li- the the commercial is fucking cheesy as hell. I want I mean, these things probably suck. I don't care, but. They're also metallic, so you can put it like on the side of your car or whatever. If your car has any metal anymore, sure does. Um, I think. And then part of the commercial though is hilarious: is that they're like they show them like being indestructible. Yeah. Have like a fire engine, like which looks like it's rolling over the top of it, but it's very clearly it just rolls in front of it, <laughs> so it doesn't go over it. So and it's like oh, I'll withstand five thousand tons or something. Hey, don't like, talk <laughs> so tongue in cheek. I'm gonna be reaching out to Lizard Lights for a for a potential sponsorship for the not for nothing. So let's just keep it. Let's just see how good they are. Yeah. No, I think they suck. At the very, probably, no, at the very least yeah, we should get some free lizard lights. Out of the like shit too. Like they're all plasticky and dumb. Ah, oh, damn. They don't even look like a lizard or anything. But I, I, mean, I don't even know if I had a flare, if I would know what to do with a flare. You know what I mean? Uh, I, think, I think I know. I think I know what to do. Yeah. You take the cap off and I, and you, I think you strike it. There's a little thing on the cap that you strike it with. Man. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do when you're done? Cap- Fucking a half hour. Do you, just let it, do you just let it go? Like if you're if it's done, do you let it go? Yeah, yeah. I don't think you pick it up. Man, I should get some flares. What was the other thing? You said you had two things. Oh yeah, the other thing is there was no damage to your car whatsoever. No, none. Oh yeah, good point. None whatsoever. <laughs> These cars can take a, a light, lot, man. I didn't ram into your car. It was, like, got, it was a light tap. It was. It was. It startled everyone. It startled everyone. Yes. Yeah, it was a, because we weren't expecting to to smash into anything. 
Yeah, I know. I forgot. The, I think I forgot the car was there. Or we were that close to the car. Well, it was in everyone's car. Camera everyone's all car like, in Vermont's co- like our camera is covered in shit because like our car is so fucking dirty still yeah, because yeah. it's it's crazy dirty. Yeah, like it's not your fault. No, and no one's no one's mad. No one would know the no one's the wiser. No one is the wise. If we if if I if I was a stranger or if you'd have done it and not told me and I wasn't a part of the car crash, uh, I would yeah. never have known. I gotta start having people like park further back. I didn't know where to park. That whole thing is confusing. The, like the whole, I I did as best as I could <laughs> with what the information you did great, I had. Right? I actually went in the other also, way. You... So when I first got there, I turned it all around. So mm. yeah, anyway, I did pretty good. You did great. Thank you. Natural. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a sto- Those are those are good stories. Um, if you want to get into sports, we can. Uh, I'm I w- I'm happy to. I don't have a lot uh sports related topics, um beyond uh the mostly like football stuff like um Cliff Kingsbury's fired. Thank God, finally. Yeah. Uh, he's gone. Like a lot of coaches have been fired. Cliff Kingsbury. Kingsbury is it Kings? King. Is it Kings or King? It's it's Kings. Yes. So Cliff Kingsbury when he got fired, I'd be the, I to me Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, it's kind of the, the visual that I think of when I think of Cliff Kingsbury, co- ex-coach, former coach of the Cardinals, and he had a long and illustrious college career before that, uh, is, they, is from the draft, where, the COVID draft, when everyone, all the coaches were at home, and so oh, right. you had to watch all these Zoom, like Zooms, and it was like, and I feel like it was like, who's the coach of the Giants? It was like, at that point, it was like, it was like Rule or Judge, when it was, some judge or was, the other guy before the judge him. was like clearly like in a, like a shitty attic apartment like it was like yeah like it was like there were no windows you could tell like his like, oh it might have been Gettleman yeah it might have been Gettleman the laundry room was next door and then the, and then you see Cliff King, Kingsbury's house and it is this most the most obnoxious like Scottsdale like he's got the he's wearing like a suit but the jacket like a fitted like like custom suit. But the jacket's nowhere to be found. But he's still got the crisp white shirt on, and he's got like seven phones and his TV and he, set up, and it's got the the no int- the in- infinity pool behind him. And I was like, when he got fired, I was like, that's the first thing I thought of was like, you fucking bag of shit. <laughs> he has no business being a head coach. He has hey, no business back. in football. I looked up his professional record. Like he was a quarterback, right? It's yeah. a great mind. He has a Super Bowl ring from being on the practice squad of the fucking Patriots. He has his entire football record. Of the, he played for like five different teams, never really made it past the Patrick's pa- practice squad. He has, he, he has two passes. He's one for two for seven yards. That's his career. That's what he's done with his career. And he has a fucking Super Bowl ring. Like this guy, just everything he steps in works out. Like, Every job, he's got an amazing quarterback. Like I, I don't think he's he good at anything. It. I think he's just lucky. I think he's just like a fucking one of these people that just is like handed privilege. Like and and yeah. and all he needs is that privilege, and and he's golden. I really do just think he's that. And then when he was put into a position where he had to like perform, he just couldn't. He 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 didn't he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. He didn't he didn't know what he was doing. He has a he has a shitty college record too as a coach. He does. All I know is he like brought up Manziel and he brought up Kyler, 
And I think I can't something. And I I guess that's it, right? Like, so is he gonna be in the NFL ever again? I, you know, you brought up an interesting point about being in the in the with New England, um, playing there. Is is I wonder? I was actually thinking like he he could go one of two ways. He either goes and becomes the offensive coordinator for Belichick in New England. And since now he has a connection there, that actually makes more sense to me. Yeah, it's a perfect. Like it's the it's the perfect. Like, right, if 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 you want to go be an offensive coordinator somewhere, and kind of re- resurrect your career a little bit. Yeah, because I, I mean I can't imagine he's going to get a head coaching job again. It would in, be in, it, it would be in college, but I feel like he burned bridges. Like everywhere he went, I feel like he kind of he won't burn bridges. Yeah, because he'll he probably was, try to get back to the NFL. He was only in A and M, Texas A and M, for one season. And then he fled to fucking Texas Tech as a head coach. Like he just he just burns bridge. He doesn't. Yeah, he's just looking for the next opportunity. I think. Yeah. Right. Um. And and unfortunately, he keeps failing upwards. Like it's it's not like he he has no his record isn't good. It's maybe five hundred at best, I think. But I don't think he has a winning his record. Professional overall. record as a head coach? No. Uh, no, in college. Oh, I don't know what his college. It's it's his NCAA record is thirty five and forty. His pro record is twenty eight thirty one and one. Okay. So is his that's terrible, Chris. <laughs> yeah, it's that's a, that's a very sub sub five hundred career for a guy that lives large. <laughs> like I mean, he t- he signed a fucking an extension. I just it's crazy. Like, yeah, his NCAA record as a head coach is thirty five and forty. Yeah, it's nuts. It's uh, yeah, it's not good. So he could either go to New England, which I which would probably like work pretty well for him. And maybe, you know, the whole thing because they need some new offensive coordinator because Josh McDaniels is coming back. Yeah. Uh, or he could go or he could go to like Alabama under Saban and be the head and be the offensive coordinator there. And then that will l- literally propel him into like another head coaching job somewhere else. Yeah. Because that's what the last like five years that they keep cycling through offensive coordinator. Yeah, that's he's, he's not going to have a hard time finding a job. No, but I would I I would bet he doesn't want to be a college coach anymore because he's going to have to do all the recruiting and all that bullshit, and that's not going to allow him to live in that fucking Scottsdale mansion. Yeah, right. I, I I completely agree that's with you. Lifestyle now where he doesn't like even it's like Sean McVay now doesn't want to oh, coach the Rams. Fuck Sean McVay. Go fuck yourself, Sean McVay. Things are hard. The team yeah. that you fucking gutted yeah. and made it into a Super Bowl team, you don't want to coach him anymore. Because you don't like you have no prospects in your future, and you don't want to do a rebuild. And suddenly, your fucking mail order bride from the Ukraine is your excuse for not wanting to coach anymore. Get the fuck out of here! Get the fuck out of here! Don't fucking put your fucking the, the imply that it's been stressful for you and your fucking recent like. Have you seen his wife? I would. I'm not too worried about her. They're all good. Like, yes, the war in Ukraine is serious, which is why you should fucking keep it out of your mouth. Fuck Sean McVay. I, like I like if he fucking bails, if he bails, he's fucking lower than Jeff Fisher in my book. Like he's it's just another in the long line of fucking scumbag coaches and fucking for that franchise. Like fucking Marvin Lewis, like stuck through in Cincinnati for fucking how God knows how long and how many fucking reboots. Yeah, I mean, but but McVeigh doesn't want to fucking interfere with his brand. Like he doesn't want a losing record. Right. The same way, the same way George Jeff Fisher r- retired. The one game away from fucking be or resign, one game away from having the most loot losses in NFL history. Exactly. It's very intentional. McVeigh mm-hmm. doesn't want that stink. Exactly. He was the team like the Bengals were supposed to be the Super Bowl team that regressed, and instead it was him. And he's fucking make the, the excuses. Oh, the fucking excuses. This is all by your design. 
the mm-hmm. reason the team is in the state it's in is by your fucking design. Yeah. They won a Super Bowl, and then he gets to like walk away after one year because it didn't, you know, like because it got hard. Yeah, because it got hard. Oh, You're gonna fucking th- join the booth. Oh, you poor thing. I mean, fuck you. Yeah, seriously, fuck them all. Fuck Clint Kingsbury. Fuck McVay. Like all these guys, these nah, young guys. There's one guy you can't fuck. There's one guy you can't fuck, Chris. Lovey Smith. Oh, holy shit. Talk about burning it down as you walk out the motherfucking door. Oh, Lovey Smith is the fucking, he's the anti-Clinkingsbury. I love him now. I love him. He, if you guys don't know, Lovey Smith was told before this last game that he was not going to be brought back the next year. That meant that if he won, his team that he no longer worked for was going to miss the number one spot in the draft and drop to two. And what did fucking Lovey do? Lovey said, I'm looking across the field at Jeff motherfucking Saturday, and I'm not going to end this career losing to that boner. Mm-hmm. And he split the fucking they match. They fucking Hail Mary for a touchdown, and they went for two to win the game. He lit a match oh, and so- threw it behind him and walked back as the place blew up behind him like a f- in slow motion. Lovey, and, S- Lovey Smith, man. I'd hire him right now. Principal. Yeah, I, principles. Listen, I don't think he's that great principles. of a club. He's a terrible coach, but principled. Yes. And that's what matters to me. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Lovey Smith will probably never have a head coaching job again in his NFL career. No. Uh, probably but, not. But wouldn't you rather have Lovey Smith join a broadcast team than McVeigh and his fucking made-up beard? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Lovey 64, perfect time. Enter yeah. the booth. Spend the next 10 years. John with fucking Bill Cower. I'd love to see you there, you gorgeous white bearded man. Mm. Fucking get rid of fucking oh, Tony Dungy. Like, how about, how about just get, I don't know what Lovey Smith's like as a person. He could be a son of a bitch, but I'm, I'm, he probably is based on what he just did. Half of them all are, so, uh, you know, whatever. Like, lo- he'd fit right in. Yeah. So, uh, like, it's sad to me. That 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 like the, that's what it is, you know. Like that's what that's what we have, where everyone's gonna be angling for fucking Sean Payton, who just fucking backed out of a tough situation because he needed a fucking a break. Like, didn't you already have a break the year you got fucking suspended for a year, bud? Uh, I need another one. Yeah, let's put the let's blowing water under the bridge there. No, uh, no, but let's back up this Lovey Smith real quick though, too. Let's because do let's do the important thing here, I think, too, that is as everyone's kind of either forgetting or glossing over maybe a little bit, is that he was the head coach of the Chicago Bears yeah. for a really long time. 20, 2004 to 2012. And took him to a Super Bowl, lost. Yeah. But he did them a favor in winning this game. That's a good point. And his, his love <laughs> only grew now in Chicago Bears fans. He was a coach, like of, the, was a coach of the year that, that year. He, he was the NFL coach of the year. I had no idea. Yeah. Like I think he's I think he's a decent coach. Like if you give him a good team, I think he you know do okay. But I don't think he's great, and and I don't you know he did take Rex Rex Grossman, Grossman to a Super Bowl. Yeah, it's amazing. He actually he, he actually team. learned under Tony Dungy. I guess he can't take his job. That would be that would be hey, too on the that'd nose. Be, that'd be fine. I love Lovey Smith. He's it's a, unfortunately he got that job, and then they like were like you're here to lose. Like your job Sorry. is to come here, come here and lose. That's not really nice. Sorry. These older coaches now that Lovey Smith and even Jacques Vaughn at, with the Nets now is like they got a little older and maybe a little wiser and they just don't give a fuck anymore and they grew and they grew these big white beards and yeah, I love it. I love it too. 
Yeah. And it's just like, I think they just were like, fuck it. I'm going to, this is what I'm doing now. And like, and, and that's Jacques, Vaughn is, Jacques Vaughn is, is like, to me, he's the coach of the year. If, MB, yeah. if the NBA, they'll give it to, they'll give it to Nikola Jokic. Uh, <laughs> but it, like second to Jokic, I would give it to Jacques Vaughn. And I don't care what happens with Durant out. The, he has guided an impossible ship. Yeah. An impossible ship. Yeah. Nine day difference. Nine day difference across through, the board, offensively, through, defensively, through the team chemistry. Kyrie's anti Semitic remarks, through Ben Simmons' head caseness, he's brought out the best in. So, no, in there's ha- no more problem. And the best in, like, sex, like, uh, Claxton. He's, 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 he's coaching. It's crazy. He's coaching. And I mean. He's a terrible coach before. He was a terrible coach before, and he's whatever he's learned and changed, and he's adapted, and that's what the most impressive thing about me is that he just doesn't stay rigid and beholden to him, whatever his old style and philosophies were as like coaches do. Like I love he, he I has changed him. and adapted. I loved him as a as a as a college player. I didn't love him as a pro player, but I loved him as a college player. Uh, and I like anyone that's a, a, a he like. He, I, I like the, I like what he brings as a, a I like, I think he's the example of somebody who's like an ex, an ex, a lifetime basketball player who has learned to be a great coach through that. Um, and he, I, he even his interviews, like his post game interviews and stuff, they're 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 really good. He's like funny. He sort, you can tell he doesn't kind of care anymore. Yeah. And like he's just sort of and like he's but he's very personal and he's like and he's and he you know he talks about his wife all the time or whatever and that, all these things and it's just like. Well, he's, been, he's been in Brooklyn for like seven years now. Like he's a part of the school. Like he's a part of the team. Like yeah. He, he's like, I didn't think he should have got been, you know, like given a long-term, you know, I was like, Oh God, they'll just ride it out for the year. And you know, they can find someone better or whatever, but there's no one better. I agree. There's no one better. I was completely wrong. And, and, and I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised because I don't think most coaches are capable of doing. So I think uh, he's better than Kenny Atkinson. Oh Yeah. Oh, for sure. Kenny Atkinson's a is is a is a is a one dimensional coach. I think. That's funny. I wanted to. Uh, I I've, I've been meaning to bring this up. This is in that in that vein. Uh, did you know that did did, <laughs> did you know that like so the Spurs are tanking right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so shit. Uh, hold on. I can't remember his fucking name right now. Uh, they Pop- hired. They ha- no Popovich has hired. Uh, the the Sixers coach Brett Brown, oh yeah, who who was guided the the Sixers through the process. Yep. So if you saw that and didn't think that the the Spurs were tanking, you're absolutely wrong. <laughs> it is. <laughs> they're like we're bringing back Brett Brown and we're gonna try to lose every game. We got the guy to do the job. <laughs> like that's crazy. He is experienced in 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 guiding a team through a rebuild. Like. He's like, we're gonna tank, but we're gonna try not to ruin anyone's like game through it. You know, like we're still gonna try to figure out how to get the best out of the players yeah. through a tank. Like yeah. it's crazy. He that's such a weird ability to have now to like know how to keep spirits up, to know how to like yeah. lo- look for talent within a rebuild instead of just being like, we're getting all the worst players, and these players are gonna be so rejected and embarrassed for an entire season. Which, which is so weird with Sean McVay is that because I thought, I thought that's what he's really good at is like, is, is, is sort of developing players and, and getting the zero best de- zero desire to develop players. That's but why that's, he fucking, but that's, he's really good at he, how many, there's been so many over the last five years that I've been bagging on the Rams 
and and because they, they keep losing players and they replace them with six, fifth, sixth, and seventh round picks and they become starters and then they go somewhere else and they suck. And I'm like, all right, they have a system there in place that they they can they they get the best and they develop these players so well. Like it, it's a that's a skill. Yeah. Like not, you, most coaches can't really do that. And and that, that's why I was like, uh, that's why it pisses me off with McVeigh actually. Cause I thought I actually had like a lot of like, like Pittsburgh Steelers have been doing for 60 years, basically the same thing, right? Like they just, whatever their system is, no matter who other the coaches, they find the same kind of guys and they do the same kinds of things. And it's incredible. And I thought McVeigh was, was kind of in that mold a little bit. And it's really disappointing to see him just sort of like say, fuck it all. So maybe he, I mean, he hasn't walked away yet. Uh, maybe. Maybe, but he's letting all those coaches like go, and they can interview and find new jobs. It, it, the writing seems to be on the wall. Yeah, there was some. There's, I heard a take on him, like he that someone had said that he uh, he won too fast, too soon. Like he got mm. immediate success, and that's why he's burnt out. I'm like, that's just a fucking cop. That's like, he's such a millennial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Such totally. A, he's such, quiet quitting. Such a yeah. He's quiet quitting. <laughs> he's quiet quitting, which was a fucking. Quiet quitting was a fucking New York Times crossword puzzle clue the other day. I just oh, learned that God. term. Yeah, he's quiet quitting. Yeah. Oh, he's got burned. Uh, hold on. One more thing with Levy Smith that I, I just remembered too let's, is let's that they it. really yeah. fucking did him dirty by firing the the night. That's Sunday I mean, night. They no, they don't even wait for Monday anymore. Like he, they're just like, fuck you. You won the game. You're fired now. Yeah. You dance with the devil though. I know, but still, you like you could have just had a little fucking dignity. But that organization has no fucking. That's dignity. the devil. That's what I mean. It's a. It's a it's a it's a inmates running the fucking prison franchise. Yeah, exactly. franchise. Yep. It's a it's yep. a it's the Bill O'Brien. It's the team that Deshaun Wat- brought you. Deshaun Watson. You know, it's like yep. there's a, the, t- the team is fraudulent from the jump. They shouldn't even have a team. Their team is in Tennessee. <laughs> it's called the Oilers. <laughs> like fu- like I like zero love for that fucking squad. Uh, Chris, this also gives me um and and it, you and I is kind of a, a common thread here with this whole conversation with coaches and stuff too and young coaches and old coaches is that i i've really learned to uh, love and appreciate our two our two teams as head coaches that much more now it's unfortunate because i there's no getting around like this yes you're absolutely right like mike tomlin and Pete carroll are are just steady good coaches yeah right like both of them another another 500 both of them are being considered in the in the coach of the year conversation and one barely made the playoffs and the other one didn't like that's yeah that's how how uh how much people respect them now like in their and what they have accomplished like and i've always been like a fire tomlin guy yeah uh, and i don't think you, you've been super you high had- on peaches all the whole time either but man it's no denying like in a season like this i there it's they're it's sort of what you said, like the stability of a of a good coach to get both team both teams new quarterbacks, mm-hmm. both teams imp- imp- improbable odds of getting anywhere near five hundred, very improbable. But both teams, the one thing that they had in common were these steady coaches that knew what the fuck they were doing and could could get their teams through adversity. So I, I think I think what the realization I came that you and I and, and most people I think uh, fans wise is that we have to stop um, we have to stop sort of uh, you got to look at the overall process or the overall results right like I, I hate Pete Carroll's offense 
and the running and it's not it's not updated you know and it's not flashy and it's not you know it's not fun to watch yeah most of the time this year has been a lot funner than than years past thank actually you, but, G- thank you gino but it's you know but it's it's running the ball and it's like these it's these stupid little passes and, and the thing and tomlin's probably the same way right it's but i think we start we 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 can't just focus on like the the sort of like the moment to moment you know highs and lows of that and you just we got to appreciate the overall the overall success more so especially in a season like we like we get we get down or we get frustrated when the offense stalls or they don't score as often or what all these things or they can't complete you know third downs and all these little things like that but they start they keep winning games and that's what's important yeah that's at the end of the day or at the end of the season it's just winning games like be careful they've been to the playoffs 10 out of the 12, 13 years i guess now technically is is that p carroll's been the head coach of seattle like that's incredible Thomas never had a losing record he's never had a losing record like that's incredible yeah and how long has he been there 20 something years and i think yeah it's i is it 15 is it i don't know if it's been 20 i have yeah. no idea at least I, 15 i do know that uh I do know that, like, I would, I think that every, everyone would rather have the Steelers, and the Steelers are a more competitive team than probably three other teams in the playoffs right now in the AFC. Uh, and it's, and you know what? If, if Tomlin got the most out of them, probably could have used one more win that's, that might fall on Tomlin's shoulders. Also, they don't maybe have the best offensive coordinator ever, and he still man- managed to maneuver around that. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Sometimes, yes. sometimes we have bad seasons. Sometimes yeah. we're 124 and 141. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes we don't do the best. Yeah, uh, he's been the head coach since 2007, so it's been 15 years. Yeah, it's a long time. Yeah, man, and like that, and that's what I mean. Like you just—that's exactly what you brought up. Is like it's—it's it's, sometimes he hasn't the best offensive coordinator, or he doesn't, you know, whatever the stats and all that kind of stuff. But that's not what—that's not what is important. Right. It's just winning. Winning is important. Right. And maybe it doesn't make the playoffs, but they have, they had like right now, they have so many other good teams in front of them. Right. Like they could have just tanked. They could have just thrown the whole thing oh, away. I mean, if you listen to pundits, right. If you listen to people talking heads week four, week five, the Steelers were the worst team in football. Yeah. You know, everyone was like, and the worst team in football. And then as the season progressed and as they got over their fucking Mitch Trubisky nonsense and as Kenny started developing, Yep. And as this, the team started to gel behind like three rookies, Warren Pickens and Pickett, like they made a smart move. They got the fucking, they got Chicago's second round pick for Claypool. Like all of a sudden you're like, oh, the front office is doing smart things. Oh, they're developing this quarterback. Oh, mm-hmm. they're like now Watts back and the defense is starting to gel. And look at this. They like, and Boswell's back. And you're like, oh, this is, this, this team didn't just sit in fucking being the worst franchise and decide to ride it out. They progressed and now they don't have a you know a high first round pick but it doesn't matter because they have promise yeah exactly and, and they don't need a high first round pick because they've been doing it for so long now without that right that they have proven that they can draft a tj watt late in the first round and like they they know who they know who they're picking they they usually have pretty good success with most of their draft picks yeah we when we get a high pick we get Najee harris <laughs> which isn't the worst but like it's you know it's Just like fine, whatever don't give us, I, I, don't you know, give us nice th- like don't give us th- like it's like when you're like just draft some offensive linemen now, man. My grandma would let us pick one thing every Christmas out of the out of the JC Penny catalog. It was just too <laughs> much. Like I can't handle that. Like I can't have that much pre- Like that's a first. That's a high first round pick for the Steelers. It's like, huh? I guess I want this Dukes of Hazard sleeping bag. And you're like, you chose a sleeping bag? 
I would have gone G.I. Joe. <laughs> Just say, yeah, but you wouldn't have had a life-size daisy on your sleeping bag. <laughs> oh, oh, that's true. You yeah, just... yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right, oh, let's go. All right. Let's pick, do some picks. That was gross. All right, hold on. Uh, so I want to, I want to, um, since we're done with the regular season. Yeah. And, uh, and I think you yeah, already yeah, just yeah. kind of. Pat yourself on the back, motherfucker. Go to ahead. That. <laughs> you deserve I'm, it. I finished, I finished the year strong, Chris. You finished over 500. It was maybe your best season. Mm, probably. <laughs> yeah. I, w- I could not. I can, and, that's, and my DraftKings account s- says the same thing. I, I'm just not. I'm. I'm on. I'm on it. So I'm. I'm cold, dude. I am like this NFL season has baffled me. Like I am so cold. And my think- big, my big win would have been I took the Steelers to make the playoffs at plus twelve hundred, mm. and uh, and the oh. Dolphins kept me out of that one. So, so um, with that in mind too, though. I went back and I listened to our, our, our preview show at the yeah. beginning of the season. Yeah. And we had, uh, I, I was interested because I was like, oh, I think we were kind of close on a lot of things, or if not pretty accurate. Turns out we weren't necessarily. <laughs> okay. Uh, but we were close. We were kind of close on these things. So you took, you took Arizona, Tampa Bay, Green Bay, and Dallas. All right, two out of four. Uh, yeah, technically, although Eagles, Eagles were the, are the division winners, right? Oh, those are my division winners. Okay, your division yeah, winners, okay, right. Yeah, yeah. And, then it, and then it was the Niners, the Saints, and the Eagles as your wild cards. So you're, you're all, you were kind of there with, with at least half of it. Like, I mean, there was Tampa Bay, Green Bay, Dallas, yeah, Niners, and Eagles. That's okay. five out of, what, the seven? So that's, that's pretty good. Okay. Um, uh, this is the NFC for now, too. Yeah. I want Tampa, Rams, Tampa, Green Bay, Dallas. Okay. Division winners. Uh, and then the Eagles, Saints, and the Vikings. Good for you. Right. So I, I but then but then we were we were both talking about the 49ers, right? You know, like kind of like right there. You went Arizona just as kind of like a wild card to win the division, but you thought Rams and Niners would be close, maybe. Um so we weren't too far off. You were also I gotta say, like we made two great calls though with with uh with sort of our our, our, our kind of other picks and stuff. You actually you you were shitting on the Rams. You just thought they were going to be terrible this year, actually. Great. And I thought the Ra- the 49ers would make a strong second half run. Look at you. Finish the season. You invented be- Brock Purdy. Right. But I failed to take them in the playoffs, though. I didn't think I just I went I went rogue, I think, with the Saints or something. And I just I I uh, and I also picked the Rams because I've been I've been I've been shit on the Rams for five years. And I was like, I kind of think I kind of did it. Just like, hopefully this is the year. If I pick them, that means they'll suck. So whatever. The AFC, uh, you went Kansas City, Colts, uh, Baltimore. Colts? I took the Colts? Yeah, because oh. I talked you into them. <laughs> so, K- Kansas City, Colts, what else? Baltimore, Buffalo. <laughs> okay, Jesus. You were, I don't know who you, you were going to take Tennessee because you were like tried and true, Tennessee, you know, and then I, all my fucking bullshit about the fucking Colts. Well, I would have been wrong about Tennessee too. I should have taken. The funny thing is, is like at when during the season, the teams that I bet on were the J- the Jags and the Vikings. So we do this whole preview show, and those are teams I didn't even put in the playoffs. Yeah, no, and then uh, yeah, so then your wild cards were the Chargers, Jacksonville, and Cincinnati. Damn, dude. So you you pretty much you hit it except for except for the Colts. Flip the Dolphins and the Colts, and I got yeah. all the playoff teams. Yeah, that's not bad. That's good. That's really good. Really good. Uh, wow, I, I got took the six Chargers. Out of seven. Yeah, that yeah. makes me feel yeah. a lot better. It was great. And you were really high on Jacksonville. 
Um, and uh, uh, there was one other thing. Um, you, you thought, yeah, you th- you were really high on Jacksonville, but and then I I sort of I was too, but I didn't think they'd make the playoffs, and I so I didn't pick them, and I didn't pick Miami to make the playoffs either, which was crazy of me, I guess somehow. Um, we came around I, on Miami li- a little bit later in the season. I'll yeah, be, yeah, right. Uh, but I took the Chargers, the Colts, Baltimore, and Buffalo. Yeah, great. So not, and then and then the Chiefs, Cincinnati's, and the Raiders. <laughs> oh, you know the Raiders. You weren't like the Raiders just didn't write the ship at the right time. They they weren't out of the they weren't out of the playoffs till the second to last game of the season. Yeah, I guess so. But they still had a losing record though. It's pretty bad. Um, but we were both saying the Raiders and, and the Broncos could either go either way. They could be really good or they could be really terrible. Yeah. Uh, and then your your only other sort of note is that you thought. Uh, the Steelers, the Seahawks, and the Giants would all like between you, me, and RJ. Our our teams would just suck this year. Wow, they that all, was that was totally wrong. They all overachieved. We should we should relish in that. I wish we would have all made the playoffs. It would it would have made for a fun weekend. Um, mm. but yeah, we, would have actually. But we, yeah. but we didn't. That's okay. I, I'm so I'm, we I'm we didn't take too bad on all of our picks. Like we were we were just we were all like it was all kind of like right there. And and some of uh, some of our other teams we just. We just sort of went one way instead of the other and picking up a few of the teams. Thanks for making that recap. But they That's were nice to hear. Yeah. Yeah. I hope yeah. you would have done it if we would have got one out of every team too. Like I would like to know if I was just way off too. I've always, I've just been riding high on the fact that I chose Dallas and Dallas ended yeah. up to be decent. Now, yeah. are they good enough to make it to the Super Bowl, which was my Super Bowl uh, pick? Probably not. The NFC, I mean they're yeah, potentially. I got really I my feel I I put a little a little taste on San Francisco Bengals cuz I think they didn't they play in the Super Bowl two other times. Yeah, back in the 90s, 80s and 90s. Yeah, so I feel like it's their due. Mm. Yeah, it could be. I, yeah. I would love that Super Bowl. Listen, at this point in the NFC, San Francisco might be the strongest pick, you know. Oh, and it's great too cuz I I hate them and I want to root against them. Like the NFC's just villains except for your guys, but they're not going to make it. And and the Giants to be honest with you. But like, I don't want to root for fucking Tampa Bay or Dallas or 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 San Francisco for the Eagles. Yeah, or yeah, kinda or the Eagles. I to me, like the Eagles probably might be the 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 one I could root for the most. And the AFC, I love everybody. Yeah, except Baltimore, but they're not gonna. They might not score a point. So it's a really yeah. Don't have to worry about them. They're gonna be gone. AFC, like I I will gladly watch Chargers, Jacksonville, Miami, Buffalo. Like any, yeah. like I love Cincy. Like I'll watch yeah. any of those. Te- I'm happy to root for any of those teams. I love yeah. KC. Right. I'm good. I'm good with them all. So anyway, let's do these picks. Wild card weekend, Chris. I want to know that. I want your opinion on this one. So to start us off, because I, I I actually want to bet this game, and I I need to know what you think. Okay. So yeah. So Seattle, uh, early the early Saturday game this week. Seattle is plus ten against San Francisco in San Fran. Could it happen? Um, this is the third meeting. This will be the third meeting of the season. San Francisco swept Seattle both times. It's hard to win three. It's hard to win three. That is, that's an actual kind of stat. Um, there's even like, even on action sports uh, or actionnetwork.com, which is a gambling site. They, the guy has a little bit of an article about it. Um, I think since the start of the tw- 2005 NFL playoffs, there has been 25 instances of teams from the same division facing off in the postseason. And the underdogs have the edge in these matchups. The dogs are 14, 10 and one against the spread. Just against the spread. Who's the running back in Seattle right now? Uh, it's, uh, it's 
Kenneth Walker. Okay, he's back. Yeah, he's back. He had a good. He had a great game last weekend against the Rams. Mm, DK Gino. Yeah. Um, that defense. So though. the line. Wait, did I just? I, I might screw that lineup. The line moved. I think. I ten's not right. What is it? It's what? nine and a half now. I think. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's nine and a half now. As of this morning. I like this game as a money line, though. I want to know, is there, is there value in the money line? That's what I want to know. Uh, in winning this game? Yeah. Yeah, it, 400 I think feels, be feels I, nice to me. San Francisco won by eight. They, they played in week 15. San Francisco won by eight, and it, but it was a pretty close game till the end, and I think Geno Smith threw a couple picks and, and kind of cost them the game to some degree. Um... San Francisco, in that game, San Francisco was, was minus three only. Uh, and it was a, it was an eight point cover. So I think early, if nothing else, game, 10, I was looking at that 10 going, Oh, I like that 10. Like Seattle could easily cover 10. I think the game will be close this time. I think it'll be a tougher, tougher matchup for San Francisco. I don't think they walk away or they, or they run away with this game. Uh, I think Seattle's got some fight in them. They're in the playoffs. This is, this is totally a Pete Carroll type of thing. Uh, San Francisco is good, but I, I don't think they're great. Although they have been scoring a lot of points offensively, it's just I, I, I'm taking Seattle to cover. I don't know if they can win this game. San Francisco it'll, didn't it'll, cover uh, 14 against Arizona last week. Yeah, they didn't cover. Stopped. They didn't cover nine and a half against against Vegas. What's yep. who? Who's the? This is the first game of the playoffs. Yep. Do, does it make sense that they'll? Do you think that they're going to cover nine and a half? I don't. I don't think so. No, I don't think they'll cover. I'm going to give, give me Seattle. Yeah, I, I'll take I think this is a pretty safe play. Last, now, last year, uh, the, the favorites were, were five out of six games, won five out of six games in, in, in wildcard weekend last season. So it was a yeah, strong, I, know. I, I think yeah. that's been a little bit of a trend the last couple of years instead of upsets. But if there is going to be an upset in one game or, or a cover, I think this is the best game, basically. Yeah, it's the mo- I mean, it's the biggest line, too. Right. Uh, so do, here's the thing that's bu- that's bugging me about DraftKings, and I'm probably going to transition out of DraftKings because of this. Last Sunday, I went. Uh, there were no there were no passing uh, props for Baltimore. You couldn't bet the under on a passing prop because they're just like they're, that's that's too much value for the for the player. So it's just unavailable. No QB passing props whatsoever on Baltimore. On the other t- on, for for Cincinnati, there were tons. So yeah. th- that's horseshit to me. Well, and I will I say know, this though, because he, they weren't sure Lamar who Jackson, the quarterback and, and Tyler Huntley was not the quarterback either. So they went some some three third string bullshit they did, guy. They did. Mark that's Brown. that's the, that's not my fucking problem. Yeah, yeah. but the, you got like in those in those instances, you've got to know like, like that they're not going to put those th- those they're not going to put on the board because those that's just giving money away. They did not put they, they were so fucking low that people aren't going to bet on them. They refused to put Parham in a fucking TD scoring prop. Which is I find offensive. He had two catches last week. He didn't score a touchdown, but the week before he did. That's interesting. Yeah, they're, like I, the, it's, it's I think that one they could they could put in their favor. On that it's one. too bullshit. It's too any any bet is in their favor because he's only had two touchdowns this season. But right. put it out there. They, right. They will not place. And I I got this tip from a from a Sixers podcast. Uh, the this one guy was like, I only do third quarter bets on scoring. And the team that scores the most points in the third quarter this year is the Pistons, and it's been like super high value. And I was like, oh, I want to bet this. DraftKings does not do third quarter bets because it doesn't fucking, there's no value for them. Like they have all these, these advanced analytics. They know 
what people are going to bet, and they know where there's advantages for them. It's like, I like, it's it's not it's there's not no, fun. There's no there's no fun in it. Like there's no way to yeah. win, and you also can't bet inter NFL parlays. So you can't be like, oh, I want the I want the the Giants to win the Super Bowl and Parham to score a touchdown this week. They won't let you do that. The site will not let you do inter NFL parlays. So there's no edge. Like there's no way to like even like ju- like even take shots and get an edge. Yep. It's 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 game so hard. It's not like a bookie taking book. It's not like a bookie being like, all right, I'll take whatever Harris has, and Harris is placing odds. It's it's a there's the bookmaker is like is cooking the books. Yeah. I'm so fucking out on it, dude. I'm so yeah. out on like the, the the edges. This is it's they've made it for fucking dummies to take money from dummies. Mm-hmm. And and it is impossible to it's impossible to get an edge by having like by playing doing smart tactical things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think also too the the other thing is that there are so many websites and so many people now in this business and gambling and giving advice or finding these little these little nuggets too that like oh you know grab this under here grab this little you know in-game action here it's like because they everyone's doing the research and everyone's crunching the numbers and trying to find these little things too that there's so much information out there now that they uh these these websites and casinos and stuff are probably like fuck we can't fucking do this anymore because everyone's finding these little yeah for us yeah they're bailing on them so i I get it like it's oversaturating the market to some degree of 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 you know sort of of trying to find those things and and i and, and it's a give and take on both sides technically yeah i'm just i'm like i've got to find a site if anyone has a site that's like plays a little bit more fair, has a little bit more op- option or opportunity, I'm happy to fucking migrate. I'm just, just go back I, to Ben's father or whatever. Yeah, I'm good. Ben's father-in-law? I mean, father. this is, seriously, that's what I need to go back to. I need to start <laughs> bet, placing bets through <laughs> a old I'm sure there's plenty of fucking bookies, guys in, in Jersey around your neighborhood there. I'm sure they'll take your bets for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just got, or I could find, like, there's got to be a site like Bet Rivers or someone, someone has to be a little bit less, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. I know what you mean. More opportunity. Some, some scandalous fucking site. Maybe not. Right. All right. Uh, late Saturday game. Chargers minus two as a road favorite going into Jacksonville. This is a horseshit line. This is a horseshit line. This, this is an easy line. Jacksonville is good at home. Don't get me wrong. But the Chargers are a better team. Are they? I think so. I think worst they're co- so... Worst coaching, but I think they're a better team. Hot and cold. I, j- I just don't know which team is going to show up from week to week. I like the Chargers minus two. That's oh, me. Hey, interesting. Because I'm taking Jacksonville, baby. Good for you. I, well, I think they actually, I, I, maybe I misspoke with Seattle being the, the, the easiest or safest, you know, sort of upset or, or, or take with the points and stuff, because I think it's Jacksonville might, be, might be actually win this. Game. I would alt line this to plus four and take Jacksonville if I was betting it. Okay. I mean, the money line's not much here, but I, you know, it's, um, that's why I would just all line it, and it'll probably make your re- reduce you down to like a plus one hundred, which yeah. seems like it's it's fine. All right, uh, moving to Sunday, Miami plus thirteen in Buffalo. Uh, Miami is starting Skylar Thompson as their quarterback. Yeah, they're fucked, dude. They're fucked. I think Tyreek Hill's injured. I think they're just this is like a happy to be there. They're so fucked. Yeah, they barely made it in the playoffs. The Hamlin they- train is is not going to be stopped in Miami. <laughs> Oh, 13 points is, yeah. is, I'm surprised it's not more at this yeah. point. I, actually, it went up, uh, did I, I didn't, maybe I didn't, oh yeah, it started at 10 and a half and it's now gone to 13 because of, because of the quarterback situation. Danny Hamlin could beat the Miami Dolphins. 
All right, the uh, middle game on Sunday. Harry Giants. Hamlin could be <laughs> Giants plus three in Minnesota. I, I think there's another upset here, Chris. Actually. I don't. I, I'm, I'm like, that's what everybody wants you to believe. The, like, the, I just don't. I do not believe that. Like, my Minnesota at home. Good on you, Giants. Congratulations on your season. Dayball's definitely in the conversation for coach of the year. Danny Dimes, you're going to overpay him, and you should, because there isn't a quarterback better looking than him available in, in free agency. Like, what has happened with this squad is awesome. Thibodeau's a, a wrecking, uh, he's, a, he's a force to be reckoned with. Uh, but I d- you don't have receivers, and, and you don't have an answer for, for Kirk Cousins. I'm, I hate to break it to you. My, minus three feels, like, juicy to me. Answer That's- for Kirk Cousins? Nobody needs an answer for Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Just like Kirk Cousins throws some interceptions. It's fine. They got a good enough defense. I think they can, they can easily cover this game. I, they might even be able to win this one, too. Bullshit. Uh, I will say Minnesota probably was fortunate, probably though, to get the Giants in the first round because if they had to play anybody else, I think they would lose easily. Yeah, yeah, that's they're even Seattle. I, I would want. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad they got where they got. All right, uh, late Sunday, Baltimore plus eight and a half. It's gonna be plus eighteen. I'd take Cincinnati. Yeah, it started six and a half, and it's up now because Baltimore. So again. Lamar Jackson's probably not playing. I, I think he's almost definitely out. He's, Tyler he Huntley's quit. not. He's quitting. Or he's quitting. Oh. He has quit. Huntley's not thrown because he has a bad shoulder or something. So he might not play again. Or maybe they're trying to save him. But regardless, they, they, can't, they can't score enough points to cover. Like, like you said, it, double digits easily here. This you, know is how, a, you know how like twins, like identical twins, will uh, like they'll like. Shoulders pain. They'll switch. And and so that yeah. like like they were like oh, I went on a date with the, his girlfriend, uh, and then that's kind of creepy. I think that the that the Harbaugh should do that. For this <laughs> Would you even know? <laughs> do you even know if it's a different Harbaugh coaching? Like they they're terrible. They don't even he doesn't even coach. He just looks sour. So I, the whole job requirement now is just to look sour. I think he could do it. I think he'd just be like, you take you know what, take the week off, Jeff or John or Jim or whoever you are. Here's a new Harbaugh. <laughs> He's going to be there. All right. Monday night games. Yeah. Last, last game of the week. Dallas, minus two and a half in Tampa. <sighs> Dak's weird, man. He is weird. Dak's weird. If this was Cooper Rush, you know what? You're just not going to be able to touch. Like, no matter what, even if Dallas's defense was healthy, you can't touch Tom Brady. I just feel like Tom Brady wins this game. Okay. Like this feels like a money line win to me. Like this, this is this is truly will be. If there's only one upset, if there's only one, it's this. I believe that. Mm. I hope I'm wrong, but I believe it. Like they, the NFL tried everything, every which way to get fucking San Francisco in, or to get the Packers into the playoffs. And I just feel like there's. I mean, Dallas is America's team, so that's a knock against Tom Brady. Uh, but I just don't see Tom losing in, on Monday night in the playoffs. Do you? Yeah, I think he's, I think the I think the team sucks. I think it's cooked. I think Tom's cooked. I should, uh, he hasn't looked good for a, like probably, at least a month or so I now. Probably agree with you then. Um, they might like he um, even if they have been sort of winning a little bit. I just think they've been superior or inferior competition. Um, I, I think Dallas gets themselves over the hump a little bit here. I don't think da- Tampa's defense is good enough to sort of affect Dak. You're probably enough. right. You know, maybe Dak does it to himself, but. Um, we're going against I, each other on three games. Yeah, I like it. Man, this is a tough one. I like it. All right, man. We went way over time. Uh, 
which means you probably don't are not hearing this part of it on electromagnetic radio. Uh, <laughs> okay. If you listen to the podcast, y'all have yourselves a, a great rest of your one twelve. Peace. Peace. Let me tell you what I want to do.